It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I assume you're watching this after you open some presents if the supply chain enabled your gift. If you got Apple technology, make sure that the CCP is going to watch you jerk off. Also, if you're doing some party drugs, I am sure the CCP put some synthetic opioids in there to kill you because you're 18 to 44 and you're military serving age and the CCP selling fentanyl to America to kill all the men so they can invade the Pacific Coast and take Pepperdine University after COVID. All the signs are there. Merry Christmas! Our empire is falling, falling down! Joey Biden's a clown. He's old and he's giving us a frown because the gas prices are through the roof. And Joey Manchin from West Virginia says, we don't want nothing if it's not a scratch off ticket. I'm for West Virginia. And if your Build Back Better plan doesn't involve free scratch offs, we don't want it. We're West Virginia kids. We want skull. And we want scratch-offs. And we want some more college football and buckets of Bud Light Lob that are not in the Build Better plan. And I am the vaccine against the Build Back Better plan. And my name is Joe Manchin. Hello, this is Long Days. Bill Gates, I don't know why he's... Not a scientist, but he says the pandemic will be over in 2022. Why the fuck are we listening to Bill Gates and Joe Rogan? How did they become the two fucking vaccine proponents? Joey Biden, thank God he tested negative for COVID because he was in close proximity to an aide that got it. So he's negative COVID, but he did test positive for shit in his diaper and Alzheimer's. This is Long Days. Merry Christmas. I'm also not forgetting you Jews and Muzzies. I hope you're eating Chinese food and or having a good day, passing around Kwanzaa gifts or whatever second-rate, snikey, bottom-of-the-bin holiday you have, okay? You got a TJ Maxx holiday, and Christmas is Bloomingdale's. This is Long Days, and... It's good to be celebrating Christmas. What's the Dallas? What's up, everybody? Real quickly, before we start this episode, I just want to tell you about my dates. January 6th through the 8th, I will be in Plano, Texas at the House of Comedy. Then uh, January 20th to the 22nd, I will be at the American Comedy Company in San Diego. Then I will be at Side Splitters in Tampa, Florida, February 10th. And then my Canada dates, I guess right now they may be off because the border is closed. But February 17th through the 19th, Edmonton. February 24th through the 26th in New Westminster. We'll see what happens. But then back again, back in the States, March 3rd to the 5th. 
uh, at the House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minnesota, and then San Antonio, March 24th through the 26th, then House of Comedy, Phoenix, Arizona, April 14th through the 16th. Get your tickets at GiannisPapasComedy.com. Also, guys, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays, all one word, patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays. Now, let's start the show. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. I assume you've opened your gifts. You're sitting around in your pajamas, okay? If you're a gay guy, you had some eggnog and went, ooh. After you had some, gay guys can really get eggnog down. Eggnog tastes like fucking cinnamon cum. It's also the consistency of cum. I don't know how that became the drink of Christmas. Obviously, you know a drink is horrible if it's only like talked about for one day a year and nobody has it. Nobody goes to a Christmas party and says, hand me an eggnog, dog. (laughs) Hand me a cup of cum with cinnamon. Have you tried it? Eggnog? Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I also tasted my own semen a few times. There's no way you can askew or bypass that curiosity where you're laying there for your whole life. I resisted tasting my own cum, I think, for 20-something years. What? 20-something years. I didn't, you've never, you, you never, you, you never just wanted a curious, a curious dab? You're a liar, Jesse Scatoro. My mom listens. I guess. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> You're like Olivia Harlan Decker on Unleashed. She's always worried about her mom listening. Listening to my show Unleashed by BetMGM um, with me and Olivia Harlan Decker. She's a sports journalist, and her doing a show with me is ruining her career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I went 20-plus years without testing my own cum. And, you know, here's the deal. You only really do it once because it's just a curiosity, and then you're going like, tastes like caviar, you know? It's a little fishy. Ladies... (laughs) It's sushi night. I give credit to ladies who take it down to gullet, brother. It's a real gullet shooter. How you doing, brother? This is Derek down from Tallahassee. Ladies, we got eggnog shooters, but it ain't eggnog. It's my cum. Come down and get the good old sushi night down at the Pink Lagoon Crockpit Flamingo where we got real eggnog shooters, brother. I'm talking my cousin Dale's all backed up because he's about to have testicular cancer surgery. So his balls are all swollen up. So we milked them like a goat and got it in all the spouts, brother. We put them in the fireball shots. So it's a little fireball mixed with my cousin Dale's come, brother and we call it a super eggnog Tallahassee style. (laughs) Technically, is kissing someone under the mistletoe sexual assault? I mean, can you bring charges against James Franco? If there's mistletoe and he, he reaches out and sucks on one of your titties, is that sexual exploitation? I love how we've now widened we've widened the category of sexual a sexual misconduct that's a new thing too sexual misconduct it there it used to be there was laws you know what i mean it's like now like i could even if you take women out of it like if i get into an argument with one of my friends I could call the cops and say, this guy makes more money than me. The dynamic of our physical altercation made me feel uncomfortable. 
no, sir, I'm sorry, sir, you're right. It wasn't even a physical altercation. We had a conversation and the dynamic made me uncomfortable because he makes more money than me and he's in a superior position socioeconomic, socioeconomically and I felt belittled and manipulated and I would like to file a fratricidal exploitation charge. I would like to talk to a reporter at The Atlantic so we can talk about his sexual lacking sexual I'm sorry fratricidal fratricidal misconduct charge I have a platonic misconduct charge that we are going to um, have written about in a paper I mean you there's so many new categories of crimes that aren't crimes but are now like media crimes like reporters will report James Franco has been accused and sued for um, if I got this correct um, and we've created a new one here, sexual exploitation. Um, so you're probably hearing that and you're probably thinking, okay, was James Franco, was James Franco, was James Franco in, engaged in moving underage child prostitutes across state lines? And I'm going to say no. Was he accused of running a prostitution ring? I'm going to say no. Was James Franco accused of holding women down, promising them roles, and and sexually taking advantage of them? I'm going to say no. James Franco has been accused of getting fucked by women who want to fuck James Franco. That's what James Franco's accused of. James Franco is accused of being James Franco, okay? One of the things that comes with being James Franco, one of I would say it's probably the most prominent thing that comes with being James Franco. The thing that's not prominent that comes with being James Franco is good acting. That does not come with James Franco. What comes with James Franco is a good fucking time that might and probably will involve his penis. His penis will be involved in any hanging out with James Franco. I even think if I went to dinner with James Franco and let's say his friend Seth Rogen, who I'm sure they've parted ways because Seth Rogen probably is not dealing with how much James Franco has exploited the power dynamics of being an acting teacher and fucking a few of the desperate girls who want to break through in Hollywood who also want to tell their girlfriends a story that they fucked James Franco. You crazy? If my wife told me, do you want this gift? I'm getting you a new fucking iPhone watch band or you get to fuck James Franco. I'm fucking James Franco and I don't even want to fuck James Franco. I don't even want to fuck a guy. Nor James Franco, but as a Christmas gift, I will fuck James Franco. Seth Rogen's probably like, we can't hang out anymore, dog. You're exploiting your power dynamic. And I just can't do it. I can't do it. You're, you're, you know, my ashtray ashtray business. (laughs) My ashtray business is going too good right now. And I can't afford to have any negative uh, entanglements. I can't be attached to any sexual exploiters. Um, you know what would be a story about James Franco? This would be a story that I want the, the press to write about. James Franco does not have sex with women. That's a story that I would... James Franco teaches an acting class with actors, damaged people who want to pretend that they're someone else, 
as a career and are willing to do whatever to get on an episode of CSI <laughs> and who are very superficial go and attend James Franco's class and James Franco does not give them what they want which is for him to fuck them <laughs> so James Franco he's being sued by two former students and I use the term students loosely because when you're in an acting class it's the opposite of school calling someone an acting teacher is like calling a, a a fish a bird it's like the opposite there's nothing to teach anything that ice tea could pick up in 13 minutes <laughs> is not something i really think deserves to be taught at a school there's no school if james franco was a astronomy teacher and he was banging some of the students yeah I would say there's a power dynamic, but if they throw together some fucking class where people come and they read commercial monologues, they say, okay, uh, we're gonna teach you how to do on-camera acting for a Tums commercial. That's not really a power dynamic. That's James Franco. <laughs> That's James Franco looking for girls to fuck and for girls who wanna maybe fuck James Franco to be in the next uh, movie uh, with the director, what's his name, with the beard who's also very upset with James Franco. The guy, you know, the guy with all the movies, with Will Ferrell, I'm just dropping his name. He thinks he's a stand-up. What's his name? He's never oh, gonna put me in a movie anyway. Apatow? Apatow! <laughs> Girls who wanna maybe know how they can maybe get in the next Apatow. And James Franco, I'm gonna say you're guilty of one thing. What you're guilty of is being myopic. And if you don't know what that word is, yes, it's short-sighted, okay? If you're gonna fuck a girl who's taking James Franco's acting class, okay, they're expecting that if they fuck you, you're gonna at least get them a background role where you just tell them cheat out to the camera as much as you can, okay? You gotta at least be expected to give a role out here or there or you're gonna get sued. And here's another tip of advice. If you fuck any actress who has not made it in Hollywood, if you fuck anyone in entertainment, anyone with a headshot, okay and your career is bigger than hers expect a civil lawsuit <laughs> okay these are not the most stable people in the world who say i'm leaving idaho to go to la to try to make it especially now where there is no hollywood so james franco's being sued uh, it's all of course it's sued you want to know why it's sued jesse scuturo because there's no criminal charges you can't press criminal charges against someone who had consensual sex with two of his students. So, of course, so if there's no criminal charges, why the fuck are we even reporting on this? Why do I even fucking know that James Franco had sex with two girls in his stupid fucking acting class that he can do, so he can feel like he's doing something in between getting his dick sucked, doing drugs, and waiting for his next fucking Judd Apatow movie. These actors do nothing but sit around all fucking day in LA, and they go to Simon Rex's house, and they jerk off, and they do drugs. That's it. 
They're not comedians. They don't have to fucking work for a living. I got to fucking think of funny things to say every fucking week and convince you to join my fucking Patreon because you're pieces of shit who think that I'm going to fucking rely on Manscaped for the rest of my fucking life. They're about to demonetize me because I got a lot to say about China this episode. We're not done. I removed the I, I Love Allah mug because I'm trying to figure out what is fucking demonetizing us. What's James Franco supposed to do except fuck girls in his free time? There's only so many minutes in the day you can spend at the gym. There's only so many minutes in the day you can spend at Simon Rex's house. There's only so many minutes in the day you can FaceTime with Seth Rogen while he shows you his dumb fucking ashtrays. They stink. <laughs> you have no talent for sculpting. That baby Socrates that Jesse made, that's fucking talent. Seth Rogen, you're making the same ashtray over and over again like a mental institution patient at a mental ward. How many ashtrays are you going to make, my friend? If that is not an indication of how much leisure and downtime these actors have and how little work they actually do, it's that Seth Rogen decided to make the same ashtray over and over again. And Jim Carrey decided all of a sudden that he's Justin Pollock. Your paintings suck. I'm sorry you sucked Satan's pecker to become the fucking mask, but that's not all our problem. Now we got to sit through your fucking pseudo-spiritual lectures on the red carpet because you're upset that you sold your soul to make 50 million dollars as a Canadian fucking sociopath and now we gotta sit through he thinks he's the Buddha now every time Jim Carrey gives an interview he's like guys we're not here nothing's here nothing's real we're just atoms in a shut the fuck up throw on the Grinch costume and make my daughter happy you got 40 million in the bank I've had enough of you. I liked when he talked with his ass. Yeah, go back to talking with your ass. Okay? Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't got to sit through your pseudo spirit. Oh, you found God. At Let me say, you con you conveniently found spirituality after you hit about 300 mil in the bank. That's convenient. That's like when someone kills someone and then they read a remorse letter to the family in the court. It's like, of course you're sorry now. Because you're going to jail for prison. You're going to get your asshole pushed in. James Franco. <laughs> James Franco's guilty of sexual exploitation. So what that means is he had sex with two students. They didn't feel comfortable with the power dynamic. James Franco now looks back and he spoke to other teachers. <laughs> Spoke to other acting teachers, I guess, at this acting school. And now he knows that that maybe wasn't the best idea and it was inappropriate. I don't... I don't see how there's a hierarchy at an acting class. It's all actors. It's all actors sitting around. I mean, what is James Franco going to teach you anyway? How to act like James Franco in a movie and be a dumb stoner in a comedy movie? <laughs> There's only four actors on the planet, okay? There's only four. Here's who they are. Daniel Day-Lewis, Gary Oldman, Meryl Streep, and Kate Blanchett. Everybody else is just reading fucking lines, okay? Liv Tyler is Liv Tyler. I know her from when we were kids. I'm sorry, Liv. 
you're a decent actor. Denzel, you're pretty good, but you're Denzel. Leonardo, you were pretty good in that movie where you got beat up, but you got raped by a bear. You were decent. You know, you, you know, and playing playing special needs, and I can say this, I have a brother with special needs, is not that hard. You just go like this and you rub your face a lot, okay? So every other actor is a movie star. They're movie stars. And then there's one other kid, there's like one or two other kids who are not known, and then you see like their range and you're going like, holy crap. The one guy he played like, you can go Google his video on YouTube where he plays like, uh, Hispanic gangster, Mexican gangster, all these different roles, and you're like, holy shit, I don't remember his name. And the other guy, Jeffrey something, who's like a balding black dude, he's good. There's like a few actors, and everyone else is Carmen Electra, okay? Your variations of Carmen Electra. There's nothing to teach. What is James Franco gonna teach you? Here's what you gotta do. Be very good looking. Be, be obnoxiously good looking. This is what the class would be. Hey guys, how you doing? Be obnoxiously good looking if you're a guy. And if you're a girl, figure out a way to get to Harvey Weinstein's shower. That's how you make it in Hollywood. The road to Hollywood runs through Harvey Weinstein's shower and robe. I mean, what, what, when did we become children? So here he is on a, he's on some serious XM radio show and I applaud him here because he went on probably the least listened to thing to say this. You know, you were saying before, why didn't he say it on Howard? It's cause like he doesn't want anyone to hear it. So he went on some other show on Sirius XM cause he just wanted America's truck drivers to hear it. <laughs> the only piece that people listen to Sirius XM are truck drivers. Do you hear me, Dan Soder and Jay Okerson? Take that fucking bonfire to the internet so you can become famous, okay? You're just famous amongst Keebler drivers. People who are moving cookies across state lines are the only people listening to the magic that you create. There's nothing to negotiate. Hit Patreon and make fucking 50 billion. You're two of the funniest guys in the world. Why the fuck are you still on Sirius XM? It's not 2007. Yanni's going wild for Christmas. <laughs> All right, let's listen to James Franco's interview on uh, the, the fake Anderson Cooper's. Uh, the guy looks like Anderson Cooper. I don't know who he is. Who cares? On the Dom, the Dom DeLuise podcast or whatever on Sirius XM. Look, I'll admit, I did sleep with students. I didn't sleep with anybody in that particular class. But over the course of my teaching, I did sleep with students. Hold on, pause. And that was wrong. Let's calm down with the teaching. Let's calm down with the teaching. They weren't, licking, they weren't learning trigonometry from you. They weren't learning how to code. They were reading, they were reading uh, uh, a, a, an Amazon commercial script. Now go. Oh. That's it. <laughs> I mean, he's obnoxiously good-looking, dog. No, there's more. There's more. Unless you pulled the wrong clip. No, this is one where he talks about the students, and then there's this longer-form one. Where no, but then there's a longer one where he goes, he, he keeps going with that, but it doesn't keep going after this. They, make, they don't cut back to it. A lot of dramatic music. Yeah, dramatic music. Deal with that. I mean, look, the media's got to sell videos, too. <laughs> Everyone, look, his, they're doing this like it's a mug shot. It's just him in a shirling jacket. Did they come back to him? Yeah, they probably come back to him. Push it ahead a little bit. Yeah, here we go. Whoops. Of course I knew. You know, I talked to, talk to other people, other teachers or whatever, like, yeah, 
that's probably not a cool thing. <laughs> Why? Pause it. Why? Clear-headed. Why? Why is it not a cool thing? Where are we heading as a society when consensual sex between two hot adults is not a cool thing? Let me guess. What is a cool thing then? What is a cool thing? What is it? What is a cool thing if that's not a cool thing? What was it? Walking? Is taking a walk a cool thing? That's not a cool thing. You know what's the coolest fucking thing? Sticking your dick in some hot fucking hot pocket puss puss. That's what's a cool thing. That's if you're a guy. And you know what's a cool thing if you're a girl? Fucking James Franco. It's a lot cooler than fucking Giannis Pappas. Ask my wife. <laughs> Check it out. Who are these women supposed to fuck? Drew? They're supposed to go to Jersey City and fuck Drew? Not everyone can fuck... Pete Davidson or James Franco. Let these let these guys fuck. They want it. women want to fuck these guys. But like I said, I it's not why I started the school. And I hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me guess. You started the school because you care so much about the craft of acting that you wanted to spread it with what I can only assume is an all-female required student body. If you think for one second James Franco let one dude into that program, you got another thing coming. That program looked like a Division One girls basketball team. <laughs> and he looked like, fuck, he looked like Bill Ambeer coaching a WNBA team. There was one dude in that room and that dude's name was James Franco. So let's see. He didn't teach. He didn't start the class because he wanted to bang some more women. He he really wanted to read Chaucer with these girls. He really wanted to do King Lear. <laughs> okay. So Shakespeare was his I, first motivation. Let's see what else he tells this budget Anderson Cooper. I wasn't the person that selected the people to be in the class. Oh. So it wasn't a master plan on my my part. But yes, there were certain instances where. You know what? I was in a consensual thing with, with a student, and I shouldn't have. Okay, so I fucked like, a couple oh, students. I like the way he's, his body language tells it all. He's like, I fucked a couple students, guy. I mean, like, it's not it's not a real school. You can't get me on, like, the teacher-student dynamic. There's no grades here. You don't get graded in an acting school. There's not a curriculum. There's not an institution. It's a room that's rented out somewhere in L.A. where James Franco shows up. Women screech. They take a few pictures. He talks a little bit about Judd Apatow and his style. Judd Apatow's style is pretty much this. Hey, funny people, can you just go and I'll film it? And they'll call me a genius. Hey, Steve Carell, just riff and I'll film it. Hey, uh, James Franco, just act like a dumb hot guy and I'll film it. <laughs> Class is over. Now, who wants to fuck? <laughs> I mean, sexual misconduct allegations. And then and then sex, sex addiction. Is there such thing as sex addiction? You know, I think it's a, you know, like for example, could, um, for example, no, no, no disrespect, no disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect. Uh oh, no going? disrespect. But Mike Suarez, he's a beautiful kid. Okay, he's also on the team. Mike Suarez. Okay, you might know him as Emoji Face. Uh, if Emoji Face wanted to be a sex addict, can he be a sex addict? Like, <laughs> is there any way possible for me to tell Mike Emoji Face to slow it down? You're banging too many checks. 
<laughs> the only thing I can tell Michael Mojavish is slow it down. You're having too many tacos, my friend. There's too many tacos. That's what you call food addict. And there's no such thing. That's just it, what it is is just sad people trying to fill themselves up with excessive behavior. Um, it, it, it's compulsive. It could be obsessive, but there's no substance in the sex. I'm sick of these people going, oh, I'm addicted to the dopamine hit. I, I, you're, you're addicted to people liking you. We all like that. You know, you know, it's addictive heroin. You know, it's addictive fentanyl. Getting some warm pass, pass porridge is not an addiction. It is, it is a reward for being a hot, hot bod. It's a reward for being James Franco. Can the guy, can we have anyone to look up to anymore? Okay, they took James Clooney. Okay, James Clooney's gone. He's he's pretending to be in some relationship with some fucking lawyer chick, right? Who are you talking about, George? George Clooney, what did I call him? James. Come on, you sure I don't got a brain tumor? You're fine. Come on, James Clooney, George Clooney's gone. Okay, Matt Damon looks like a stretched out midget, so we never <laughs> took him. Ben Affleck's our only hope left. Okay, he's blaming his alcoholism on Jennifer Gardner. It's a real dick move. <laughs> he's going like, if I would have stayed with her, I would have kept drinking because she was a miserable bitch. Uh, no, no. What it was, Ben, was that you are Ben Affleck and you realized Ben Affleck's aren't supposed to be caged. When you're Ben Affleck, when you're Ben Affleck in a relationship, you're basically a hyena in the zoo or a gorilla at the zoo. You're deeply depressed, going, where's my land? Where's nature? Ben Affleck in a marriage is a gorilla in the zoo, going, get me out of here. Let me run free so I can scoop up all this wild puss puss like little bunny foo-foo. <laughs> What's the point of being Ben Affleck if you can't casually slide your pole into J-Lo and Jennifer Gardner and whoever else happens to be around when you have a few Manhattans? The kid likes booze. So does James Franco. They like a good time. Do you remember when the Rat Pack was just running around fucking everyone's mom? And then there's a lot of moms who just lie and said they got, they proudly say they got hit on by Frank Sinatra and you just know they're lying. You're going, mom, mom, you got a short haircut. You live in Illinois. You order Cheesecake Factory online cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory store uh, and you eat it out of your freezer. I don't think, I don't think... Frank Sinatra took time to put his hand on your knee, which is always their story. They'll go, I tell you, when I, you know, back in 1940, I went to Vegas with your father, and, and I'm telling you, Frankie Blue Eyes looked right at me, and he put his hand on my knee. No, he didn't, Mom. You've only had sex with Dad. You're a boring, boring woman with a short haircut neck fat. It never happened. I seen old pictures of you. You were about a six on a ten. You were a six on a, you were a six out of ten, Ma. Frankie Blue Eyes had no fucking interest in you. Look at this. You're right. Oh, did I call it? Did I call it? Seth Rogen says he won't work with James Franco after sexual misconduct allegations. It has nothing to do with the fact that comedy movies don't make money anymore because all the funny happens on podcasts and all he's left to do is make ashtrays and be seen at Adele concerts outside with Oprah. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got nothing to do with the fact that he's running for mayor on a new crime platform called Don't Have Anything Valuable in Your Car. Seth Rogen, baby. What? He's Canadian. These Canadians, you know... They don't get it. They're commies. 
So did I call that? James Franco and Seth Rogen. He's broke up his friendship for him. And you know what? James Franco's probably like, at least I don't got to follow you on Instagram and look at those dumb fucking ashtrays anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So it's basically, you can't, you can't have consensual sex with a woman anymore unless there's like a full contract. Like you can't have sex with an of a, like laws don't even matter anymore. It's like, there's going to be a lot of depressed women out there because guys are not going to be hitting you on you anymore. And you know what? That's what you like. You like a guy that takes charge. Ain't no guy's going to be taking charge anymore. You're going to have to hit on them and then they're going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to film this and my lawyer needs to be present for the whole thing. <laughs> this is ridiculous that this man, unless there's something I don't know. Did he rape Mrs. Claus or something? Did he like? Did he rape Santa Claus? Did he do anything else? Because I'm going out on a limb here, and uh, I'm defending James Franco, who had consensual sex with two girls, who are who, who are now uncomfortable about it. They're now uncomfortable about it. It they're always conveniently uncomfortable about the sex afterwards, when there's money to be made when they sue them, and also there's a journalist willing to write about it. It's a nice, sweet little thing. The power dynamic. I mean, I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah, it says here, he was blind to the power dynamics. He was, blind, he was blind to the power dynamics of his dumb acting class. He's not your boss. He's not a real teacher. It's an acting class. Like I said, I admitted, if he was a dean of a school or he was a professor at an institution, that's inappropriate, obviously. And it's inappropriate for reasons that are easy to understand. Okay? You start favoring one person. You know, it's just, it's, it, you, you're not supposed to sleep with your employees. I get it. But it's also not a crime. You just get fired. And then people will say, well, he's not being arrested. It's like, yeah, he's not being arrested. But also, he's being morally judged for having sex with girls who who had consensual sex with him, who wanted to have sex with him, who, when they had sex, probably had a good time. I mean, James Franco looks like a guy who knows his way around a puss-puss. He's got a little mustache, which you can call a clit tickler. He, James Franco, unlike Pete Davidson, who just relies on his big bat like a home run hitter, he just takes big cuts and probably swings up a lot. I assume James Franco doesn't have that big of a bat because the universe is balanced. Because Pete Davidson looks like a dead man. He looks like a dead man walking around. He looks like a dead man who's recovering from AIDS walking around, you know? And uh, he's got big bags under his eyes, and he shits every three seconds because he's got Crohn's. So God balanced it out by giving him a nice big bat and making him funny, but also gave him a nice big bat that Kardashian can just fucking ride on, okay? James Franco's probably got a less than mediocre piece, but I bet you he eats puss-puss. There's no way James Franco did not eat did not have a seafood dinner that night. Giannis is uh, no no Bam Bam Ryan says Giannis is blind to the power dynamic with Jared Harvin. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't put out yet. Has he? Jared Harvin has not put out yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Everyone who listens to this podcast should already be ordering from HelloFresh. It makes your life so much easier. I mean, is there anything more convenient than pre-portioned ingredients? 
and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep so you don't got to go to the supermarket. You don't got to shop. You don't got to throw things away. You don't got to lug it to your house. You order exactly what you want. No grocery store trips anymore. Saves so much time and hassle. And it is very affordable. And I'm telling you guys, it's America's number one meal kit for a reason. This is actually a company that I can emphatically promote because I use it and I enjoy the hell out of it. Um, 50 menu market items to choose from every week. So there's always a variety. It's always incredible. Uh, They have vegetarian options, calorie smart options, gourmet options. It just, it's always changing and it keeps it interesting. So you're not ordering the same thing over and over again if you don't want to. If you like something, you can order it over and over again. The meals are ready in about 30 minutes. It's a piece of cake. Um, They have uh, quick and easy meals that are like 20 minute recipes. I love using those. Um, Low prep, easy cleanup. Um, it, 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 you know, they, they have recipes like, uh, this is just a good one, balsamic and fig beef tenderloin. I haven't tried that yet. Or pecan crusted salmon, which I have had, and they're delicious. Um, and they just make the holidays feel special, especially right now is a good time to sign up. Um, you save on average about $65 a month. All right. When you average it out just by ordering from HelloFresh instead of going to the grocery store. Um, and that's just more money you could spend on presents this year if you're doing late shopping. I mean, you're watching this on Christmas Day. So I hope you, uh, if you got any late presents to get, there you go. Otherwise, just know it for the future. You're saving moolah. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LongDays14. Use the promo code LongDays14, all one word, for up to 14 free meals and three gifts. That's an incredible deal. Just enjoy it, man. It's America's number one meal kit for a godforsaken reason. It's because it's great. I use it, and it'll make your life easier, and it's delicious, nutritious meals all the way from gourmet to, like I said, that 20-minute quick and easy meal, which uh, the options are incredible. Go peruse the website. Um, Go to HelloFresh.com right now. Also, just so you know, just so you know, HelloFresh and Green Chef are now, they are one, baby. So HelloFresh now owns Green Chef. So there's even more of a wider array of meal plans to choose from. There's something for everybody. So go right now and uh, start your adventure eating with HelloFresh.com slash LongDays14, promo code LongDays14. Merry Christmas. So uh, let's move on here. Let's move on to um, a lighter story. That lighter story being, let's see what let's see what vagabond journalist has to say. An acting teacher is somebody who washed out of actual acting, but still wanted the benefits of casting couch. And you know he was on the other side of that couch when he got his first break. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way James Franco didn't uh, didn't lick a piece, is what he's saying. Probably. Um, let's go to a lighter story, Jess. Let's talk about how fentanyl is now the number one killer. I broke my pen again. The number one killer of uh, males. I'm sorry, Americans, 18 to 45. 
in the USA. That's right. A lot of a lot of the liberals that listen to this are going, wait a second, it wasn't COVID? It's not COVID? <laughs> and a lot of right-wing people are going, wait a second, it's not mental illness? It's not mental illness with guns? Because that's the only problem. That's why, listen, if you don't want to get shot up, stay away from mental institutions. <laughs> I walked into a mental institution, they just started firing at me. Um, so fentanyl overdose has become the number one cause of death. This story is getting no attention. It's been going on for a while now. And there is a real nefarious underpinning to this story that nobody's talking about. But me and Jesse, being the internet sleuths that we are, did about 15 seconds worth of Googling. <laughs> Listen to one NPR radio episode with a correspondent in China, in Beijing. Uh, and we read one article called, We Are Shipping to the U.S. Inside China's Online Synthetic Drug Networks. Now, here's the deal. It's a simple question you ask yourself. Let's start with what is fentanyl? Fentanyl is Midwestern teenager candy. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Americans love it. No, okay. What it really is, is a synthetic opiate. What's an opiate? Heroin is an opiate, right? So fentanyl is some sort of like lab-created cheap. They get the molecules. They make this sort of cheap yet more potent and dangerous form of like opiate. Um, where does it come from? It comes from China. <laughs> China has now banned fentanyl. If you're caught with fentanyl in China, I think they push you off a roof or they put you in a dog stew. Because um, who can tell the difference between uh, you know dog meat and human meat? They kill you. That's how China deals with stuff in that country. When they have a law, they... They make sure you don't break the rules again. <laughs> they jack my you. They jack my you if you call it fentanyl. So they've so now they're making it. Now here's the thing. At some point we got kind of hip to it and we were like, hey, you gotta stop fucking exporting fentanyl to us through all these illegal channels, these stupid corporations like David Chun Inc. or something where the fentanyl was being sent. And now they've circumvented all that and it's going directly to drug cartels in South America, specifically, I think, Mexico. It almost seems as if China, because of course we know any company that's doing anything in China, the government knows about it. Let's just say if you want to start a business in China, the government comes and says, we're partners. We are partners in this. Whatever you're doing, we're partners in. Um, you call it regulation. We call it partnership. The government, the CCP, has their hand in every single thing that happens in China. So one could conclude maybe, God, I make it. I hope I make it till Christmas. <laughs> They're going to get me. Maybe they have some sort of uh, interest 
in getting this highly dangerous synthetic drug mixed in with other drugs that people are taking that are killing everyone. I was doing a comedy show once where some kid just died of a fentanyl overdose in the audience. They're dropping dead. It's the number, well, let me repeat that. It is the number one cause of death for Americans 18 to 45. Did you understand what I just said? The number one cause of death, not, you know, accidents, not cancer, not heart attacks, not uh, Burger King, <laughs> you know, not COVID. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stacy. Not COVID, okay? Fetchy, 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 fetchy. Oh, Lord, fetchy. No, Lord, fetchy. It's not COVID. Fentanyl. Yeah, uh, Nano Byron calls it, uh, it's a Chinese cooperative partnership. Cooperative partnership. It's a perfect way to say it. So somehow this synthetic drug is getting from China to the United States. NPR is reporting it's going through the drug cartels who are then pushing it through illegal channels, obviously, to Americans, and it is killing us. A lot of times it's unwittingly mixed in, unknowingly mixed in. They find traces of fentanyl in heroin overdoses, in, uh, in ecstasy pills, and all these pills, all these drugs that people take. You know, who takes drugs? Kids, 18 to 44, you know? In a lot of ways, I'd say we don't have a drug problem in this country. We have a boring suburbs problem. <laughs> <laughs> to borrow a line from the, the NRA. We don't have a drug problem. We have a boring suburbs problem. If those suburbs were a little more lit, then people would do less drugs. Because there's fentanyl deaths are happening in New York, but not at the rate that they're happening in the heartland. Because there's just shit to do here. You know, you go, what do you want to do today? And you're like, the world's our oyster. You want to go to the Met Museum? Do you want to go to Broadway? Do you want to go to a comedy show? Do you want to go see the hottest? you want to just watch people walk and see the hottest women walking around? When you're in a town where all that's left is the ugly people, because all the beautiful people just go to Miami, New York, Los Angeles, and that's it. Every town you go to, you're just looking at the leftover people who weren't good enough to, uh, weren't good looking enough to go be good looking somewhere else. All that's left to do is drugs. So this, so synthetic opiates are just mixed in a lot of these drugs. And I, I think also just a lot of Americans are just taking fentanyl, right? Didn't fentanyl kill Prince or Michael Jackson or something like that too? Weren't there traces of that? I don't know. We don't know. But you heard it here first in the Real News program. Let's just say it was. <laughs> I think propofol killed, uh, propofol killed Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, it was the yeah. anesthesia drug. And the drug. guilt from child rape. <laughs> Yo, check this out, dude. Uh, there's no left-leaning articles about this story. There's no left-leaning. So you're on, you're on uh, ground news. Ground news, which we love. Ground news. Uh, let's work a deal out. I mean, wh- how long are you going to talk to my fucking lawyer? Okay, you're going to grow with me, or you're going to grow against me. I'm still going to use you either way. I'm just trying to get some money. Um, ground news is the best. So. Ground News reports there's, it's only right-leaning that's reporting on this. Um, okay, now first off, is it true? Or is it, are, are we just going with QAnon here? Is it QAnon.org where you're getting this? <laughs> What's the source you're getting this that it's the number one? We know it's a problem either way. And it's probably true that it's the number one cause. But if you can just give me one outlet what makes me feel confident about this. InfoWars? No, that's not going to do it. It's not, InfoWars or Newsmax ain't going to do it. 
The Ohio Star. The Ohio Star works. The Ohio Star works. What else you got? Oh, is that Blaze? That's not good either. What else we got? <laughs> American Greatness. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Anything? A- any other moderate leaning? Anything? What, what articles? Let's go, to, let's go to center. Let's go to center. Give me something, babe. Zero. Zero in the center. Okay, so maybe. Either way. It, it 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 whether it's the number one cause, two cause, three cause, it's up there. People are dying of fentanyl, and let me trace it back to a little something called revenge. Let's go back to uh, Jess. Can you take me back to the opium wars in China and how that correlates to Taiwan? And let's take, let's do a little history hyena movement. Let's take people back a little bit and give them a little nostalgia of when Yanni used to talk a little history. The Opium Wars were a series of wars between the good old Angles, the good old Wasps. You know, the Wasps always just want to do good in the world. They just want to do good. Those Germanic snow monkeys are just seeking to do good. Um, So it was a war between um, the wasps and the eastern hemis. It was a series of military engagements fought between Britain and the King Dynasty between 1839 and 1842. The immediate issue was China's official seizure of opium stocks at Canton to stop the banned opium trade uh, and threatening the death penalty for future offenders. Um, So basically, China was going, we don't want any more of this shit in our country. It's killing our culture. It's killing our people. They're addicted. And and the wasps were going, just sit down and have a tap. Let's talk about this over tea. What was the problem here? Can I talk to you? What's your name? Your name is Hoi Hai. Let me talk to you, Hindi time. My name's Nigel, okay? And I am a representative from the British Tea Company. The problem here is we're making a lot of money. We're making a lot of money, okay? With the opium here. Your people are a great consumer base for it. They're choosing to take it. Uh, we believe in freedom here in the West. You're free to do or not do whatever you want. Um, yes, we're here by force. We're here by force. You ever notice the bad guys in Star Wars movies are always British? Because they're just nasty, nasty, nasty women like Hillary Clinton. They're a nasty bunch. You cannot restrict us from dealing opium here. We're going to have a war. Let's have tea and then a war. A civilized war. So they went to war. The British government insisted on the principles of free trade. Wow, I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we believe in free trade in the West. Why would you oppress us? We're not doing anything wrong. We're not doing anything wrong. You people love it. Just like the Native Americans loved alcohol. They love it. <laughs> it's not our problem that you goddamn Eastern Hemis... It's not our fault that you goddamn Eastern Hemis can't hold your liquor. You got no tolerance. So the British government insisted on the principles of free trade, equal diplomatic recognition among nations, and backed the merchants' demands. So the British government stood behind the companies who wanted to continue to make all this fucking money, even though China was going like, you're killing our people with this drug. 
The British Navy defeated the Chinese using technologically superior ships and weapons. What can you do? That seems to be a common thread throughout history. Whoever's got the steel and the germs, they're going to win, dog. Whoever's a nasty motherfucker and also has a fucking gat is going to win. So they won. And the British then imposed a treaty that granted territory to Britain. Ooh, they got, that's when they took Hong Kong. So Hong Kong happened as a result of the first opium war. So not only did Britain, not only did Britain uh, kick some ass, okay? It was like the reverse of a Taekwondo movie. <laughs> it was like a Bruce Lee movie if Bruce Lee loses. It's like a Bruce Lee movie if Chuck Norris won that. It's like a Bruce Lee movie if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just won and Bruce Lee lost. <laughs> um, that's what the opium war was. A Bruce Lee movie where he lost. Not only did we kick their ass and force them to continue to buy our drugs, we also said, since we kicked your ass, you know what we're going to do? We're going to just steal some land that's now ours so we can continue to do it. We're going to have a nice little outpost out there to continue to let this 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 uh, honey nectar, the honey nectar of, is that heroin, opium? Yeah. Yeah, heroin flow. Another reason why um, it seems like heroin's on the uptick since the little war in Afghanistan, a lot of kids been dying over heroin. There's a lot of money in drugs. There's a lot of money in drugs. And also, I don't want to put all the blame on the drug dealers because also, life sucks. <laughs> so I want to give some blame to God. And then I also want to give blame to people who don't listen to Joe Rogan or don't listen to David Goggins and say, hey man, just, get, just work out. Just work out and you won't do drugs. And I'm not making fun of them. I'm making a point because it works. You should, you fucking fat circle. Work out, lift something, move around. But I am putting some blame on the people who, who want to do the drugs. People want to do drugs. Nobody's holding a gun to anyone's head and saying, take it. But the problem is drugs are so strong, you take it once. You know, nobody goes through a heroin phase in college. You know, it's not like <laughs> it's not like booze or weed. It's like you do heroin once, you're a heroin addict. That's how good it is. Shout out to the great comedian, the late great comedian Mike DiStefano, who used to do heroin, who said people asked me what it felt like. Shout out Mike D. And he said heroin feels like you're getting a blowjob, like the best blowjob you've ever gotten while a bunch of puppies lick your face. That's what heroin feels like. <laughs> So it was absolutely ruining China. So that's when they took Hong Kong. Chinese were pretty pissed about this. And of course, it was the British East India Company. They ran around the world and did a lot of good, I tell you. They were just, I mean, they were really like a charity organization, the British East India Company. Talk about a company who just went around and raped resources from native populations. Um, so China doesn't seem to have a short memory. They hold a grudge. This feels like it could be a little payback for the opium war. You heard it here first on long days. They said, oh, do you remember a, year, a little year called 1839 through 1842? Well, you remember when you were uh, forcing your drug on us? Well, guess what? We got a synthetic version that's a little more dangerous, just like we got a synthetic version of the flu. We got another. We got a synthetic version of the flu. It's called COVID nineteen. It's called Wuhan bug. 
Woo-ha! How come nobody's made a remix of that song? Woo-ha! Instead of going, Woo-ha! Got you all in check. Is that that Busta Rhymes song? Why, why don't they do a remix called Woo-ha! Woo-ha! Got you all sick. Woo-ha! Woo-ha! Got you all sick. <laughs> we got a little synthetic version of your opium called fentanyl that we're going to force into your country through drug cartels and their under-the-table American allies who are getting paid in envelopes. And we're going to take out your conveniently aged for military service 18 to 44 demographic. Um, the Ohio Star's good enough. That's good enough. That's, that's a good... So... If you don't see what's going on, I mean, it's pretty, you'd have to be a blind man to not see what's going on. The two most deadly things affecting our country right now emanate from, get your accordion hands ready with me, China, China, opium and COVID, two seemingly synthetic versions, more deadly than their organic counterpart. What are you reading here? CDC data shows that fentanyl overdose was the single leading cause. So it is CDC data. So it is true. We are true. We are reporting real news here. And even if it's not, I would like to say allegedly. All these things are alleged. YouTube, are you listening to me? Allegedly. The CCP allegedly is doing this surreptitiously on purpose. Allegedly, it's the number one cause. Allegedly, I believe that James Franco is not Hitler. Allegedly. He could be Hitler (laughs) for banging a couple of chicks, actors, consensually. He could be Hitler. I'm just saying allegedly. Also, China's behind a lot of the disinformation that you're reading online. They're behind a lot. Uh, One of the big ones was a Swiss scientist. We might have talked about it, but it bears repeating. They're behind a lot of synthetic products. What does synthetic mean? Fake Canal Street. It's not the real thing. It's not a coach bag, you dumb fucking Midwesterner. It fucking is fake. It's not the real thing. Okay? Coach bags don't go for $3.99 sold to you by some fucking African from Senegal off of a towel. It's called synthetic. Made in China. The thing that Japan and Korea did when they started manufacturing everything was they decided to, they their goal was to make their products the best. That was their goal. Samsung, all these Korean companies. And it, it all leads back to one guy's company. I can't remember in Korea, but I was reading an article where they said, we're going to make Korea the place known for quality goods. Japan did the same thing after World War II when we opened up all these factories that, and took away jobs from Americans in order to pad the bottom lines of CEOs. <laughs> for, you know, cheaper labor. Because that's what it is. That's what capitalism does. It goes, hey, let's go over to Sri Lanka where we can pay these workers a little less and add a few hours to their workday without some fucking AOC breathing down our neck. Can we just have slaves? AOC, they just want slaves. 
See, this is what breathes life into a fucking utopian idiot like AOC is that, yeah, there is a problem when Jeff Bezos has $40 trillion. I mean, there's got to be a cap at some point. You can't just continue to put your money in the bank and have it make money because they're lending that money out to other fucking people, you know, and then if there's a run on the bank, there's no money because everyone's in debt. That's a problem. It's a problem when you get so rich where you can't lose money because you become part of the system that indebts everyone else. There's a problem. It's unbalanced. Like I said in previous episodes, if we don't curtail capitalism, AOC is going to be a dictator. Also, China will do it for us. We do not have the moral high ground where China is now authoritatively strong-arming these companies and strong-arming the free market, we can't say, hey, you're being bad when they just point at us and go, your people are eating each other in Flint, Michigan. They don't have they don't have clean water, you hypocrite. And we go, yeah, but uh, Jeff Bezos, Amazon's doing real good. <laughs> China is attacking all of our weaknesses, our Achilles heels, and our hip- hypocrisy spots. What's a, what's a, you know, our hypo- hypocrisy. They're, they're, they're poking us there in our hypocrisy. And, and it's hard to say they don't, they don't make a strong argument. I bet you fentanyl, fentanyl's up in England too. How much fentanyl's going on in England, the home of the white people? <laughs> <laughs> that white people factory called England. Someone just called me Bernie Pappas. <laughs> you know, there's some points. He has some good points. Everyone has some good points. It's just... The, the key to the Long Days podcast is an old Jesse Scaturo adage. There's no end to up. It's also, I think Cicero said, put down your plow, put down your sword and pick up your plow. Humans never know when to walk away. They never know when to stop. We're greedy little fucking bipedal fungus who does not know how to stop filling ourselves at the buffet. And let me say this, more hypocrisy. If you're a human and you're mad about these billionaires, well then why not you stop on your fourth plate at the fucking all-inclusive buffet? You can't. So you expect Jay Bezos to stop at 13 trillion? As if if you weren't a trillionaire, you wouldn't go for 26 trillion? You would. Because you can't even stop yourself from getting a fourth fucking plate of General Tso's chicken. Humans are greedy. You need regulation. You can't have jail rules basketball. I'm sorry, libertarians. There needs to be some evening of the playing field. This isn't a fucking utopia. I know you guys want to have no government and then it's just a fucking bunch of warlords with their own private security, but we're not going to all live like Taylor Swift. She'll be the only safe one. (laughs) We need some sort of balance of all these opposites. Everyone needs to negotiate. Come to the table and negotiate. Anyway, I'm going off on a long day. This is the Christmas episode. This is the Christmas episode. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to have. Is it better if I yell this stuff with a Santa hat on? I think so. Another creation by our dumb fucking marketing division. But give them credit, dog. Marketers create good shit. Because let me tell you something. Christmas, when it was just the big boy's birthday, was not a lot of fun. You fucking cut down a tree, which made a mess. You put it in your house, but there was no fat, fucking obese, Midwestern-looking guy riding around with a red nose because he'd been drinking too much, <laughs> handing out fucking toys. That was a good time. Santa makes it funner. Eggnogs come. <laughs> Meth is make America great again, made in the good old USA. 
Did you say this is the Christmas episode? <laughs> Yanni's glasses are getting more on and off action than Franco's students. <laughs> That's the heat we're talking about. Yas, feta Santa. Comment roulette where I look down and I read what I say from the fans. How does Derek celebrate Christmas? Well, you missed the beginning of the episode where we hand out eggnog shots, brother. That's fentanyl mixed with a little of Blake's cum. It's called a shooter. It's called a Santa shooter down here in Tallahassee. It's an eggnog special, brother. Fentanyl, Casey Anthony's pussy juice, and a little bit of fentanyl sprinkled in, brother. <laughs> like tinsel. Sorry, Jesse. Fentanyl death on the rise in UK. Big surprise. And let me ask you something. Am I like Sherlock Holmes? I'm a little like Sherlock Holmes. I mean, I'm good at this shit. I mean, how are people not seeing what's going on? Guys, you got to start using what I've been using now that they're a sponsor. Have you been noticing how good I look? Because I've been using it. Skin products are not just for ladies, fellas. Okay? You got to look smooth and cute like daddy long days, baby. And you do that with Geology, a six-time award-winning men's skin care company recognized in Men Health, Men's Health, Esquire, and Ask Men Grooming Awards. These kids are cleaning up. It creates a simple and effective skincare routine customized just for you. Their skincare is uh, built around a handful of powerful proven ingredients that have been trusted by dermatologists uh, for eons, man. Ingredients like retinol, niacinamide, and kojic acid, which is all good stuff. Um, they don't sell dandelion root ash extract or sage leaf oil. We'll leave that to the other guys. That's not for them. They don't go with that stuff. They go with the good stuff like kojic acid and retinol. Um, it's the only skincare company to have retinol as an active ingredient in their products. So it gets, helps with the acne, oilness, wrinkles, the puffy under eyes. If you've noticed, mine are going away. Do mine look better, by the way, since I started using geology? I think they do. Yeah, I think they do. Thank you, geology, by the way. So it's very, it's very fun. This is how I got mine. Um, you, you go on their site. You take a 30-second diagnostic quiz, just a few clicks. You tell them everything about your skin, your goals, and their team of dermatologists will design a regimen just for you that is shipped directly to you at your door. It's really that simple, guys. So um, you, you can get a face wash, you can get creams, um, all types of stuff. So uh, I got the repairing night cream, the nourishing eye cream, uh, face cream, and the everyday face wash, which make it, it's making me look good. Because I usually just wash my face. Before geology, I was just washing my face with the same bar of soap I was using on my asshole. So uh, thank you, geology, for <laughs> ending that bad habit. So when you go with them, it includes, uh, you get uh, two bottles of face wash, one for the sink and one for the shower, baby. And take one with you to the gym. Who cares? You got two of them. Uh, continue with the 90-day supply of the products you most love. You subscribe and save if you want to subscribe. Or you can go a la carte. There's no, you know, there's no commitment depending on what you want. I recommend subscribing so you get it on, 
you know, recurring like I have it. So, and the customer service is incredible. The skin consultation is quick and easy and incredible. And as you've noticed with me, you'll you'll notice the results. They got 4,000 five-star customer reviews. They're doing it good. I've even seen them out there. So, this is what you got to do. Very, very simple. Go to, right here, you see it, Giala, G dot ie slash fumes 50 that's g-e-o-l-o-g dot ie slash fumes 50 promo code fumes 50 for 50 percent off your first month that's half off half price just to get in and see if you like it so give it a try man geology.com go right now to geology.com and remember the promo code fumes50 and start cleaning up that face cause no fumes on the face. By the way, the NHL hockey players, NHL players will not be going to the Winter Olympics in China. So therefore, there is zero reason to watch the Winter Olympics. I ain't watching some dude ski. Hockey is the only time I get into hockey is during the Winter Olympics. That's not happening. We're doing a diplomatic boycott, but our other athletes are going. But the NHL is cracking down. So big surprise. Fentanyl is big on the rise in the UK as well. China is doing a good job of destroying everywhere else, but making sure their country doesn't suffer from it. That's the point. Also, they're making the fentanyl. Fentanyl comes from China. Open your eyes. China, please. I'm only saying this because you're not paying me. If you want me to stop, I am very viable. Please. Okay? I will give you Jesse's email address. There's not many hoops you have to jump through. One of these subsidiary companies just needs to reach out and pretend to be ground news and we'll take the check. And I will start reporting my slant. You know how uh, Russia has their own. Um, by the way, how interesting is this? Russia played Finland in hockey and they wore CCCP uniforms. <laughs> I mean, Putin. Talk about a lack of subtlety. They wore Soviet uniforms 25 years after the Soviet Union fell. Thank God Finland beat them. Those weird, strange, drunk ice people beat them. But I mean, how wild is that, dude? They're on the border with the Ukraine right now, threatening to invade. In negotiations with Biden, Biden saying, if you invade, we're going to come down so hard on you. So they're pausing, but they want it. You know, Putin wants it. Putin wants it. He, you know, Putin wants the glory of the USSR back. You know, he wants to get all those Chinese speaking Russians. Do you know like half the USR is just Eastern Hemis who speak Russian? Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan, Dagestan. They all look like Eastern Hemis. They all look like Genghis Khan, but they speak Russian. It's weird. They look Chinese, but they speak Russian. It's no mystery that those two countries have a camaraderie. They're contiguous. They, if you don't know what the word means, kiss me. It means they're touching each other. In other words, North Dakota and South Dakota, South Dakota have contiguous border, a contiguous border, meaning they touch each other. So Finland's. I mean, Russia, they called it a throwback jersey. I mean, what the fuck? It's not an old next jersey. It's, a, it's, it's the, the old repressive regime. I mean, can we not forget that millions of people were slaughtered during this regime? That's like weird. That's like the, <coughs> that's like 
If, if the South started flying the Confederate flag, oh, wait, they have been. I forgot about that. Because that's the only apt analogy I can come up with. It would be like as if, you know, some Southern team. It would be like if the, uh, the Nashville Predators for their hockey game just came out in a full Confederate flag. <laughs> Which in the South, they come pretty close to doing anyway, up until recently. And I agree with that. I agree with the kids on that one. You know, the Confederate flag needs to go. Giannis, can I talk to you, says Greg Howard. Um, I'm in the middle of something, Greg. We're right in the middle of something. I mean, if you want to put something in the chat, I will read it. But no, we don't have a moment to talk, Greg. Unless Greg is working for the CCP, then DM me. I'm open to hear it. I'm open to hear it. Drew, our boy Drew's in the chat, and he says, wonder if some players did a jersey swap after the game. <laughs> right, Drew, Drew got a good one. How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? Drew came strong. That would be funny if they did a fucking jersey swap afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Jones warned us about Franco running drugs for the commies. Now I have the word Alex Jones in my fucking episode. Alex Jones is a moron. There, I'm just saying that for the algorithm. Yanni Omicrons. Um, pretty wild that they wore those uniforms. Um, but uh, that's what's happening. NHL players are not going to the Olympics. Um, I can't wait for the Summer Olympics. When's the next Olympics going to be? The Summer Olympics? The next one? I guess in two years. Someone just said the next variant is going to be called the Pappas. It's what it is, and I ain't with the CCP, says Greg Howard. Then I don't want to talk to you. Then I don't want to talk to you. Here's the deal. When the next Summer Olympics hit, um, I'm excited because we got those amphibious white boys. I mean, these white boys and girls dominate swimming. I mean, these fish-like amphibious honkadonks just crush. And we got a new star, women's swimming, is going to sweep up. Can you go to UPenn trans swimmer? <laughs> now this episode is officially demonetized. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is the issue for some reason you get demonetized. Maybe I should support it here and that'll help. This is, what's happening to this girl is a disgrace that people are mad at this. This is a nice young lady who is crushing Division One NCAA records. All right. Her name, her name is Leah Thomas. Leah, Leah, <laughs> Leah Thomas took testosterone suppress, uh, suppressants for one year, which is plenty. That's plenty. And went from competing as a very good boy in swimming in college to a dominant female. And a lot of people are wrongfully saying this is because she used to be a guy and she has an unfair advantage. Those people are called TERFs. Those people are called phobic. Those people are called horrible people. How can you insinuate such a thing? Look at this beautiful young lady who looks like she also could be in a jersey cover heavy metal pad her name is her name is leah thomas she's a beautiful young lady and she absolutely crushed the record 
So what happened is uh, she um, she's at the University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> and after one year of testosterone suppressants, based on NCAA rules, she was able to switch and compete uh, in collegiate competition as a member of the women's program. Hey, ladies, we got, a, we got another lady on the team. I'd like to introduce you. Leah Thomas and all the ladies were going like yeah I know Leah I used to fuck him last year I had a crush on him last year um, so let's go to the record because it's very impressive that a lady could crush the record by this many points um, this much time uh, she was a three-year member of the men's squad at Penn. So as a junior at Penn, she was a male swear. Uh, sorry. She was always a she. But at, when she presented as a male, because of uh, oppression, oppression, because of oppression from, from, from phobic people, from oppression from phobic people, she presented as a male. During that time, she competed in the wrong body as a man as a male, as a boy, as a boy man, for three years on the male team. Then between junior and senior year, she changed. She changed. When she came back senior year, let's just say, some of her old friends were like, wow, what did you do this summer? <laughs> you look like you had an interesting summer. And now Leah Thomas is breaking records for the Quakers. Um, she swam the fastest woman's time in the nation for 200 meter freestyle this weekend um, this was a couple weeks ago and there's still uproar over this I don't understand what the uproar is I don't understand what the uproar is she's being penalized for being fast what, 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 what are people upset about it's women sports why does anyone care trans women are the best thing to happen to women's sports because we're talking about collegiate women's swimming. Would we ever be talking about collegiate women's swimming if it wasn't for Leah Thomas? She is the Jackie Robinson of collegiate women's swimming. She is the Babe Ruth of collegiate women's swimming. She's putting it on the map. She is the Jake Paul of collegiate women's swimming. There's a lot of money now, okay? There's a lot of money gonna come in. There's gonna pour in from Nike. Nike's gonna pour in. How much did she break it by? Can you just find that? Because it was a, she really crushed it. Yeah, look right here. Here we go. The result came a day after winning the 500-yard freestyle preliminaries by a whopping... Now, you guys watch the Olympics. We all don't know a lot about swimming. But usually... Okay, just leave it there. Because when you watch high-level swimmers, Olympic swimmers or collegiate swimmers, they all pretty much edge each other out sometimes by like a half a second. Even like the fastest men in the world, like Usain Bolt beats a dude by like a second or less than a second. They're all fast. Leah, Leah, this nice young lady, won by 14.39 seconds. It's almost like the girl behind her was in the race that happened after her race. <laughs> and I think she beat out a girl who was the previous fastest swimmer, right? 
Um, so she absolutely demolished the record. And this is raising some eyebrows um, just because she was a guy last year. I mean, this is the type of discrimination that these evil people do. They're going, wait a second. Could this 14.39 seconds, which doesn't happen in this sport, be uh, have anything to do with the fact that she was a guy? I mean, how stupid does your reasoning have to be if you would suspect for one second that her being a guy last year had anything to do with that 14.39 second discrepancy? You're a moron. She's a lady. She just happens to be the fastest thing we've ever seen by a, a real lot. By a real lot. 14, just to be clear, 14.39 seconds in a race is what Usain Bolt would beat me by. <laughs> so the difference between Leah Thomas and the rest of the field is the difference between me and Usain Bolt. And that's a true story. In the 100 meter dash, I would finish 100 meter in like 14 seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. At least. Yeah. And Usain Bolt would beat me, beat me by 14 seconds. So here she is. Can we take a look at her last year? I just want to see what her style was last year. I wanted to, I want to see I want to see what kind of kick she had on last year. Oh boy. Let's just take a peek at her last year. Last year as a junior. UPenn is a pretty big school. That's her last year. That's her last year. That's her last year. I'm trying to say that's her last year. Uh, that's her last year. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her last year. And I see a girl trying to find herself. I see a girl trying to find herself. I see a lady just trying to figure out what it's all about. Someone said Yanni is like, someone said this is like a Lifetime movie. Is that bad? <laughs> The last 40-yard dash Yanni did was to a buffet. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Prestige Worldwide 0515. Why are these names so complicated? Vagabond journalist said she slash they will be crushing it in Franco's acting class next year. Yes. Let her play more golds for the USA. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I said I can't wait for the Olympics because she is going to fucking dominate. So, shout out to an American hero. Hero. Leah. She's doing good. Um, Drew Film says, another goodie. He says, did her extra fin add those 14 seconds? <laughs> she does have another flipper. Ah. <laughs> uh, Dilated Dank says, I like to call it a propeller piece. <laughs> yeah, a little propeller. Oh, should we just start calling this show Demonetize with Giannis Pappas? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's over. You can't do comedy anymore. We're going to have to pay YouTube to air them. All right. So, uh,. The Build Back Better Bill, uh, Senator Machen. That's his name, Machen? Yep. He uh, He's holding this thing up. Um, 
he's the one vote that they need because they really don't have any Republicans on board, right? Or maybe two of them are on board? No, I think it's 50-50. It's 50-50 and he's the vote? And uh, the Build Back Better plan, which is basically Biden is kind of resting his entire presidency on this. Without this, he's done. So I'll also say that probably Republicans know that. Republicans probably that, you know, that's always what the war is in Washington. You know, when Obama was trying to pass certain things, he was stonewalled on a lot of stuff and was still able to get a lot of stuff done despite it. But he was stonewalled. And then the other party does that to the Republicans when they're in. Trump tried to get things. He had to do all these executive orders because they wouldn't fucking vote for anything. Um, so that's what they do. This is the game Republicans and Democrats play, even if the American people suffer. I'm not saying that, that's, that this bill would uh, reprieve the suffering. I don't know. All I do know is I'm sure there's no Republicans who are reaching across the aisle because they know that this is really Biden's presidency. His numbers on the economy, which is really all that matters, go figure. It's not a 14th bathroom that matters. It's the economy, as it's always been in politics. And right now, Biden's numbers are lower than Jimmy Carter's were on the economy, or as low, but I think it's lower. So Biden is in absolute trouble without this Build Back Better plan if he wants to have any hope. And he's being thwarted by one vote. Yeah, his approval ratings have dipped to new lows as independents sour on his leadership. You know, all the other demographics can be pretty much accurately assessed based on party line. It's really the independents and those moderates that really sway elections. And his approval ratings are in the dirt. And they keep going lower. Um, They're getting as low as the things he remembers during a day, which is only a few. Prestige Worldwide says no Republicans are going to help because it only helps their campaign in 2024 to make Alzheimer's Joe look as bad as possible. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So they're all... uh, Putting their hope on on Manchin, who's is that his name? How do you pronounce it? Exactly, Manchin. 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 Senator Manchin. He's a senator, right, from West Virginia, good old West Virginia, who switched sides during the Civil War to fight with the North. Uh, he went on Fox News, and he delivered what sounded like a fatal blow. And this is what he says: "This is a no." on this legislation. I have tried everything I know to do. Um, Then he was asked, it's a roughly $2 trillion bill meant to expand the social safety net and address climate change, but Manchin says it's too costly. Democrats need unanimous support in the Senate to pass it. Without Manchin, they cannot proceed. So how did Manchin explain his sudden end to the talks. Well, he basically said he tried to find a way to get on board with the bill, but he couldn't do it. So let's take a listen to a longer exchange. Let's take a listen here. So Manchin said, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Basically, he's saying... It's, uh, he's concerned about inflation. He's concerned about the cost of it, right? And the debt 
and how much more debt it'll put us into. And basically, this is basically Biden's plan is akin to maybe what? Nothing this big has been proposed since Lyndon Johnson's uh, New Deal, right? This will be a big government spending uh, bill that is meant to stimulate the economy but put the government in even more debt. Uh, The difference between the New Deal back then is they're not coming off the heels of a two-year economic, uh, unprecedented economic slide down from a pandemic. Um, Yeah, we just spent out a ton of money. Tons. Handing out free money to people. Interest rates are as low as they can. It's a fucking orgy of free money right now. I mean, interest rates are like below three. So people are buying houses and shit. We're headed for another big crash. As you know, this stuff is sick. And the government is just printing more money, making more money. Inflation's going through the roof. Um, So that's what his concern is. But he's also probably concerned. They're trying to push through a lot of other cultural stuff in there too, right? Is it? But it's just mostly climate change stuff. It seems like it's everything. They're throwing money at everything. Yeah, I don't know the particulars on it. We'll keep talking about it because it's probably the most important issue in our country that I know the least about. That's a coincidence. <laughs> it is the most important thing happening right now for uh, for the future of our people, and I don't know much about it. So we'll continue to talk about it, but all I know is Manchin, Macon is running defense. I mean, the kid, you know, he better he better have security with him because he is really holding it up. There's a lot of people mad at him. Um, and uh, they're still trying to negotiate and, and Biden says there's still hope but it's really just a negotiation between Nancy Pelosi, Biden and him that's what it really comes everyone else is set everyone else is set so Joey Biden is going to walk him in throw him an Aricept which is a drug you take for Alzheimer's and say let's get Liddy together let's take a little Adderall stay up all night and come up with a deal like I said, what if we throw in a couple of scratch-offs and Slurpees, okay, and free dental exams for your West Virginia people, okay? What if we do that? What if we, I'm trying to make a deal with, with Mankin here. What if we made it legal in West Virginia to fuck animals? Does that work for your constituency? <laughs> what do West Virginians care about? I told you, free skull. Free skull chewing tobacco. What more can I do? Free tickets to the West Virginia games. What more can you do in West Virginia? What do these people want? What will? How will this work for your people? People are finding it funny. Yeah, it's because it's good jokes. What are you reading, Jess? What are you coming up with? I'm just looking at what he wants. Does anyone in the Does anyone have an opinion in Comment Roulette about the Build Back Better plan? Put it in the YouTube comments. Well, Synergy, Matt, yeah, put it in the YouTube comments as well. Argue in the YouTube comments, please. Well, Synergy42 has a good bar, bar, bargaining chip. He said, how about, he saying to Mankin, he goes, Joe Biden goes, how about bathtub meth? Do we have a deal? Uh... Bestiality, bestiality barter with them. I said that. Uh, Drew Film said, make all elevators play country music. That's a good one. Nice one. Drew, shout out to, to Drew the Kid from Jersey City, the pedo hunter in the building. 
crushing it today in, in, in comment roulette. Trying to take Jared Harvin's job. And he's doing a decent job today. Um, porn parody of blowing the light. Someone should do a porn parody. Do a porn parody of my special, Blowing the Light, which is available on Amazon and Apple iTunes. Patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days as well. Uh, my date's coming up. Plano, Texas, and a bunch of others, as I said at the beginning of this episode. Um... Chin don't want the child tax credits. They prefer lumps of coal. Lumps of coal for West Virginians. Will that work? I don't know what it is. Maybe they got. Maybe he's got a good reason for uh, for holding it up. You know? Are you finding anything? Or are we just gonna? This one's to be continued till we learn more. Because <laughs> there's really nothing to say because we don't know. What we do know is there was a sweet little brawl in the Miami airport. We also know that. Corn farmers, it's been found, were overpaid during the Trump administration by like 30 bill or something like that. He was favoring Southern farmers over Midwestern farmers and they were overpaid. As you know, all these farmers get these uh, government, what do they call them? Subsidies. Subsidies. They get government subsidies um, when they have bad seasons, uh, the weather's bad, whatever. When crops are slow, the taxpayers bail out uh, these farmers and under the Trump administration, um, the Southern farmers were paid what thirty bill in excess or thirty mil. It's probably a lot. Also, uh, Trump uh, has come out and said he's taken the vaccine and the booster, and he got booed. <laughs> Him and Bill O'Reilly sat down, and uh, they got booed. They got booed. But Trump has come out and said. You know, and then Biden gave him credit, gave Trump credit for saying, yes, it's good he's taking the vaccines and the booster. And yes, I do agree that he he initiated the, you know, it's his vaccine. He built it. So Trump is being smart right now. He's running in 2024. He's taking credit for the vaccine. He also went on to say that the vaccine has saved like millions of lives and he took all full credit for it. Um, and you know, get, hey, the vi- vaccine was created uh, during warp speed, right? What that what, that's what it was called. And so Trump is asking for credit. So they both admitted they took the booster and they got booed, which was funny. And Trump went, no, 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 no. And then he goes, it's just a few over there. When you can clearly hear it was the whole crowd. <laughs> and then Sarah Palin said over her dead body, she's taking the vaccine. And she got a fucking huge applause when she was sitting down with Charlie Kirk or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. She got a huge applause. So the right wing is split on a vax. But now they're God. Donnie T. You know, that's the thing. You can never be, you cannot be far right enough for the far right and you can't be far left enough for the far left so now they're going to turn on Donnie T they're going to go I didn't know you were a cuck and they're going to throw out Donnie T and it's only going to leave us one person for president to run on the Republican ticket and that's Alex Jones (laughs) (laughs) sup mommy sup sup y'all so Trump is boosted. He's telling everybody to get boosted. A lot of people are pissed off. Uh, farmers got to pay back a lot of money. Um, these corn farmers, dog, they get paid. I did not know they got so much dough in subsidy. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Can you look that up real quick? So, uh, you know, maybe uh, you can look it up with corn farmers overpaid Trump. Maybe that'll bring it up. 
We got a lot to talk about next episode as well. I found interesting uh, this uh, government informant who was a KKK went un- undercover in the KKK in Florida for like twenty years has now spoken to the press. Um, he said a lot of interesting things. He said there's a lot of uh, white supremacists in law enforcement. Um, see, this is I don't buy it. I don't buy the categorical sweeping generalization that there's white supremacists like all over the country. In Florida and Georgia, which is what he was referring to, I believe them. But, you know, New York City, for example, you're not going to convince me that the, the police department, which is minority white, is full of white supremacists. It's just not going to happen. So I think it varies from region to region. And I would say, like most things, it's a minority. I would say, but it's a problem. I mean, you know, this guy, he did some good groundwork. I respect anyone who does field work. What what they have to say, I, res- I don't respect what journalists who sit in their underwear and Google have to say. If you wear a vest that says press and you come back with a report, I'm listening to it. If you go undercover with the KKK for 20 years as a government informant, I'm listening to what you're saying. If you're undercover with the mafia, I'm listening to what you're saying, Donnie Brasco. Okay, but if you're some lady sitting in her fucking Upper West Side apartment punching keys, drinking goddamn uh, organic coffee all day, uh, talking about Louis C.K. endlessly, I'm not listening to what you say. What are you looking up? I'm trying to find that white supremacy thing you were talking about. Yeah, it's a, it's an AP or it's an AP article. It's an AP or a Reuters article. I think we'll talk about that on the next one because that's uh, we've been going for a while now, right on Christmas? How long we at? Hour and a half. Hour, oh my God, yeah. So that's why I knew it. I knew we were going long because we had a lot to say about the, re- the real stories getting us, which is James Franco's sex life. <laughs> I'm glad we covered that important one. Uh, so, wow, Drew just said, I would have found it by now, Jesse. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Drew. Follow him, Drew underscore films. All his clips he makes for the show are incredible. Merry Christmas to Drew, Jared Harvin, Jesse Scaturo, Mike Suarez, Giannis Pappas, our whole crew over here at Long Days. I want to thank you guys. We're not even at a year. We're at like 10 months now. This show is going is just going to continue to get bigger and blow up. We've been uh, thank you for your patience as we've been working through the kinks, trying to figure out the magic combo and how things work. The collaboration with you guys, the fans, has been incredible. I especially want to say Merry Christmas to all the long haulers out there who are subscribers to the channel. You're the lifeblood, man. This is really uh, important that you guys join patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. I know you guys are enjoying the episodes of Squeaky Clean, the bonus episode every week, and the additional video content, the Panos and Morisa podcast, all the other character pieces I do up there. Patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. You want to get me a Christmas present? You like to get King Cyclops, Cyclops a Christmas present? King uh, Slur Speech? King uh, King Brain Tumor? Yanni Long Days, uh, Fetty Freddy Cheese, uh, Obi-Wan Kuknobi. You want to get me a Christmas present this year to your one-eyed master? Okay? It's my Patreon. Join my Patreon, patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. That is the present I want. I want to say thank you to Omar as well for running the Discord and for being an absolute fucking psychopath who I'm sure there's a hospital looking for him. Um, I want to just thank all the fans most of all. 
I want to thank you guys, man. We're on the, this is the beginning of an amazing journey. 2022 is going to be absolutely amazing. I hope you had a great Christmas with your family. Uh, Jews, Muzzies, and Kwanzi guys, shout out to you as well. Eastern Hemis, I don't know what you're celebrating this year. You're probably celebrating your victory over America. So enjoy that as well. Now let's read some Patreon shout outs. Guys, I want to give a shout out, special shout out, our last shout out to our good boy, Zach Tamasco. He's a singer songwriter who makes chicken parm and white t-shirt music. I like that. That's very funny. Uh, He says, uh, whether you like your sounds mature or freshly 18, Zach Tomasco is here to help you through one more day in the forming dystopia. (laughs) So go to ZachTomasco.com slash slash merch, ZachTomasco.com slash merch to pick something nice up to get buried in. (laughs) (laughs) Go listen to his music, man. Uh, Zach Tomasco, it's available wherever you listen to music and uh, just enjoy. It's uh, beautiful music. I listen to it. Thank you, Zach Tomasco. Good luck. I hope you got some fans who listen to your music. Zach Tomasco, out. Want to give a special Christmas shout-out to our small business shout-out crew. Also want to let you know there is one spot open, so go hurry up and join at that level and fill that slot right now. But for right now, want to give a shout-out to David Hines. Okay, he's got uh, a comedy audio film called Dictator, D-I-C-K Tater, Dictator. Uh, it's a audio film, a comedy audio film by the Heinz Brothers, which follows Adolf Hitler's quest to seduce genius scientist Dr. Joseph Mengele, uh, featuring all of your World War II favorites like Goebbels, Stalin, Mussolini, and Frank the Elephant Man, and many more. Listen to anywhere you get your podcast, Dictator. Go check it out. Also, you can hear it on Spotify. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, go listen uh, to The Dictator. Then our good boy, Nate Linder. I love this kid. Nate Linder is a marketing, social media marketing guru, baby. Okay? Uh, so go hit up natelinder.com if you want to take your social media uh, to the next level, your business on social media to the next level, your digital game up to the next level. He's got great rates. He builds websites, runs digital advertising campaigns, and even author, offers in-depth consulting services. So natelinder.com. Then our good boy, Merry Christmas to Grant Trower down there in South Florida, grantrower.theatlanticrealtygroup.com. Phone number 954-591-6465 on the gram at grant underscore Trower for all your real estate needs in South Florida. You looking for an apartment? Hit up Grant um, during his info. Merry Christmas to obviously one of our favorites, everyone's favorite, Chris Minetti out there in the Philly, South Jersey area. Phone number 215-750-3730. Go get your check cash at Minetti Financial (laughs) Services. Or just, instead of, if you don't want to call it Minetti Financial Services, just go see Chris. Go see Chris and get your fucking, get your cash. Okay? (laughs) Keep the IRS out of everyone's business. The Bronx brand. If you're not getting your Christmas gift at thebronxbrand.com for for people, then you're missing out. The Bronx brand, thebronxbrand.com showcases all these cool Bronx born and bred artists 
Um, they have a revenue share with the Bronx brand so that everyone makes money. And the stuff they have up there is absolutely amazing from uh, clothing to prints. Uh, I'm actually going to get a shirt from the Bronx band and wear it on the show. So uh, go and don't forget, you get 15% off with the promo code FUMES when you buy any shirt, print, whatever piece of art you see on the Bronx, on the Bronx brand dot com promo code fumes reese ormond thank you very much merry christmas to you my good friend um uh, tech vera over at techvera.com for all your it needs they offer 24 7 365 coverage uh cyber security uh cyber crime they will encrypt they'll do anything to protect you and help out so you don't have to hire um, an IT department, you can just hire TechVera and outsource everything to them. They'll do it for your small company or your big company or your person, whatever it is, techvera.com. Eastside Cheesecakes, they're sending Jesse a cake this week. I want some. I'll bring so it. Bring it in. I'll bring it. We're going to bring it in. Julian Gregory blowing up this year. We've been growing together. I love you guys dearly. Eastsidecheesecakes.com. People can get 50% off nationwide shipping on DoorDash using code SHIPGIFT, all one word, from now until January 1st. So SHIPGIFT for 50% off. So go order your Eastside Cheesecakes for your Christmas party. Go look at them, Eastside Cheesecakes, all one word on the gram, eastsidecheesecakes.com. They will ship anywhere in the country and you will get the most delicious, freshly made, flavored cheesecake your heart could ever desire. Aaron Leaf, we love you, brother. Merry Christmas. How do you say that in Honolulu? Remember that song? Inichiwaka, Inichiwaka. Whatever that song is, say Merry Christmas. And they have a Hawaii song that's Aloha. popular. That's Aloha, or whatever it is. Uh, for the free dot us. Uh, for the free dot us. All music, all Hawaii. Go learn about bands, events. Everything you want to know, music from Hawaii, is on ForTheFree.us. Go to ForTheFree.us, peruse the site, learn about new bands and music. And if you're going to Hawaii, check them out and find out where all the concerts are, all the bands are performing. Um, then, of course, we got ExclusiveAutoShipping.com from Jared Z. Merry Christmas to you, brother. We love all of you small business shoutouts. We hope we hope that we've helped. We've, hoped, we've brought some awareness to your brand, and we hope we continue to do that in the next year. Yanni Long Days ain't going nowhere. This podcast is here forever. Until I die, here comes a fart. There it is. So go to uh, exclusiveautoshipping.com if you want to move your car anywhere in the world. Get your free quote right away. There's one free spot open right now. Go grab it to be a small business shout out for this podcast. Now we move to our new Patreon members. Welcome our new members to the Long Haul Gang at patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. Christian, welcome brother. Merry Christmas. Chad Lam Lom Lamibo. Lamibiao? Lamibiao. Chad Lamibiao. Lamibo. Merry Christmas. Welcome WTHV8420. CCP's in the building. Uh, welcome KH. Merry Christmas. Jack. Monkey Business. Thank you for joining Monkey Business. Tanner Johnson. Yeah, I mean. Or Tanner is actually a white name. Tanner. Welcome, Tanner. I hope you're having a fucking Christmas that smells like Abercrombie and Fitch. Zachary Draper. Welcome. 
Panoria Sacalerio Mizko. That's a Greek. That's tough for even me to pronounce. Yasa Posise Kala Christuyana. JV, welcome. It's Fumare. Welcome, it's Fumare. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Brandon Wiley, Michael T. Daly, Andrew Strauss, Rahul V, Curtis Layton, Zach Nelson, John Pete, Ted. Welcome, Ted. Merry Christmas to all of you. William Courtney, Julian Norton, Julianne. Julianne Norton, welcome. And Timothy Gomez and another piece, Zan. Welcome. Merry Christmas to all you. Patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. Come on over. Join the channel. Get your bonus content. It's been a long time.